Hello, writers. This is a podcast about NaNoWriMo where we get you ready for November. I'm Liz Leo. And I'm Christina Horner. And this is How to Win NaNo. As a reminder, Liz and I are not actually affiliated with NaNoWriMo in any way. We've just won a lot. Hey, Liz, what, what's your what's your book about? Oh, no. <laughs> no, not this again. My nightmare. If if you feel like this is your response to that question, oh, no. then you've come to the right place. I'm like in a ball in the corner crying, like rocking back and forth. This week, we're going to talk about blurbs. Um, so I'm going to define what I mean by blurb because I okay. think blurb, blurb, pitch, summary, like all of the, all of those words are sort of used interchangeably. Yeah. But and you know how, when you say blurb enough, like it's, it starts to lose meaning like blurb, 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 blurb. So we're going to talk about blurbs, mm-hmm. um, and how it's different from a pitch. And we're not going to talk about pitches right now because Great. that is not something you need to think about. No, right, let's just pitch that idea out of here. Yeah. Out the window. Okay. So your blurb is something that you write to immediately communicate enough about your story to get someone invested. Yeah. Um, so it's the book description or the sales copy. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously that's getting more into like the, like obviously in November you're not writing sales copy, but it's, it's sales copy, not like a query pitch. So the difference basically between a blurb and a pitch is that, um, a pitch is the one or two sentence hook, um, that tells an agent everything they need to know to be interested in your novel and ask for more. Gotcha. Does um, that, and that probably is more like, you know, for the writing industry, things that will interest them, right? Right. And yeah. that's, and in a pitch, you, you give away the ending yeah. of the novel because you want to, you want to tell them like, here is what happens in the book. Do you want to buy it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whereas a blurb is more like the way that you would describe a book you read to your friend mm-hmm. because you want to get them to read it without like spoiling the ending. Yeah. Um. So this is something that is really helpful to have before you start writing or pretty early on in the writing process because um if you can't write that one sentence then that means your idea is probably too complex (laughs) yeah absolutely and I know sometimes it can feel like well I'll never be able to do that because when people ask me I never can come up with an answer but I think that's why we're here today exactly to save ourselves from ourselves yes um so basically you want to attract a reader and draw them in with your blurb you also so there's two two kind of purposes for writing a blurb one is so that when people ask you the dreaded question in Mm -hmm. November what are you writing about you don't have to like waffle for 10 minutes being like okay well it's sort of like if this happened but then there's also this over here it's like a cross between this and this and that oh and also it's like it takes place in like the 50s you don't want to like do all that because people their eyes start to glaze over and they're like okay yeah Yeah, it's kind of like if you if you like explain your don't take this personally because you do this a lot but (laughs) if you explain your dream to someone oh yeah a lot of times they're not super interesting to listen to because dreams don't have a narrative structure. They jump around. And so you kind of just be like, and this happened and this happened. And people are just like, uh, to my credit, okay. I have gotten in the habit of only telling Christina about dreams that she appears in. Which You're does also help. a storyteller and you know how to like <laughs> add a narrative element to your dreams. So that's a different thing, but that's an example of yes. like, you know, if you, if you are sort of like grasping for how to explain your story, you probably haven't pinpointed like the crux of what's going on. So what you want to 
share in this blurb is what sets your story apart mm-hmm. from, you know, every other novel out there. Yeah. But also the sameness of your story that makes your book compelling. Oh, so interesting. That's like confusing. Yeah. But basically like the industry and readers in general are kind of always looking for that similar but different story. Yeah. It's like, I, I like books that are about this, but surprise me, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they want, they want to make, and then like, you know, in, from like a sales perspective, you know, obviously they want to make sure it has an established market, but will also provide something fresh. So that obviously you don't have to think about that, but in general, that's the kind of thing that people like to read, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. they don't want to read the same old, same old, but they want it to be familiar enough that they know what they're getting into. So that's why a lot of times, um, you know, in a, like a query or something, they'll, people will put comps. Yeah. You know? I was going to ask about that. Like, I don't think, I'm assuming your blurb doesn't want to say like, Lord of the Rings meets Harry Potter meets Star Wars. Like that's no, not a good. No, but if you wrote the book, that's literally like, like, Harry Potter meets Bridgerton, you yeah. know, like that's kind of a novel idea. Um, so yeah. that that's not what your blurb okay, should be. Gotcha. Um, but that is something to think about like down the road. Okay. Um, anyway, when you're writing a blurb, there's basically five things that you want to include in, okay. in, uh, in the sentence. And it should generally be one sentence. So your character wants something, something else stops them. They struggle against that force They either succeed or fail. Mm-hmm. but don't tell whether they succeed or fail. Gotcha. Um, so it, it actually is kind of broken out into like, who's your character? What's their desire? What's the opposing force? How do they struggle? And then what are the stakes? Okay. And so if you if you can figure out what those five things are, you can pretty easily put those together in a blurb. All right. So like a duck wants a chip, but the chip will get wet if he takes it into the pond. So he doesn't know what to do. Is that a novel? Well, I think what you need is like, but he has to go into the pond because... uh, Or maybe it starts raining or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Not... I'm going to say not the most inspired novel concept. No, I got to work on that, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But... um, But a good Pringles ad. Exactly. Um, I have some examples of good blurbs um, later in the episode that we can get to. Um, But yeah, no, I think you're onto something with this duck chip story. Yeah, definitely compare my duck chip story blurb to uh, Lord of the Rings, but sure. Um, Okay. So now I think is a good time to bring up uh, one of my favorite writing tools, which is the Snowflake Method by Ryan Ingermanson. This is a much larger um, like series of things that you can do in order to kind of flesh out your idea. But I want to talk specifically about the first step of the Mm -hmm. Snowflake Method. So I've talked about the Snowflake yeah. method a lot. Have you done it? Have you ever yeah. used it? Yeah, I have. I okay. was going to say, I was like, if you've gone within 10 feet of Christina, I'm pretty sure you've heard of the Snowflake method. <laughs> I don't even remember where I first learned about it, but like yeah. it just clicked for me in a way that is just like so helpful. Um, even if I do no other planning, doing like the first four steps of the Snowflake method is super useful. I've gone through like two which is useful for me what i like about it is that you can go as far into it as is Mm -hmm. useful for you um so even if you're a pantser i urge you to do step one of the snowflake method because it is essentially writing so there's five steps there's like eight okay because like like what i would want to do is like the ninth step that's unseen and then you get into like micro levels of writing the thing about the snowflake method obviously this is not an episode about the snowflake (laughs) method but the idea is that like 
you start, it's like fractals. So it's mm-hmm. like you start with this like tiny little thing and then you expand that and then you expand it and you expand it and you expand it and you expand it until basically you've written your entire novel. Yeah. So the final step of the snowflake method is literally like writing the entire novel. Yeah. Um, I have never taken the snowflake method that far. I've like stopped and I see. written my novel separately. Um, but the first step of the snowflake method is, in my opinion, the most important. So I want to go one step beyond the fun. No, okay. <laughs> so you basically... In the first step of the snowflake method, encapsulate what your novel is about in one single sentence, Mm -hmm. i.e. writing a blurb. Um, So this is the hook, a line that you can use in almost any situation to get someone interested Mm -hmm. in your book. And so I pulled up the snowflake method, uh, like website, Um, some hints on what Ryan Ingermanson says makes a good blurb is, you know, shorter is better. You Mm want to keep this like 15 words or less. Okay. You don't want to actually use any character names. So instead of saying, like, Jane Doe, you would say a handicapped trapeze artist. Okay. Um, because you want to get the you want to get the sense of who they are, not just, like, their name. name. Yeah. that doesn't... I would assume the only reason you would have a name is if it was, like, a person in history or a famous person. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Then you want to tie together the big picture and the personal picture. Um, so like what's happening in the world and what's important to your character. So that mm-hmm. kind of goes back to those five stages of like, you know, your character and their desire and then the opposing force and how that makes them struggle. So that's mm-hmm. sort of the big picture and the personal picture. Okay. And then the last tip is reading other blurbs by popular novels to get an idea. So I picked out a couple of examples that I thought I would read just because I think it's like the most helpful way to I bet it visualize. Because yeah. then once you see how these are kind of formatted, then you can pretty easily write one yeah um for your own story so um here is one for girl with a pearl earring oh i read that book it's a great book yeah so a young servant girl in 17th century holland lies at the center of a marital dispute in the home of a renowned of renowned painter johannes vermeer johann Hmm. vermeer i don't know that sounds close yeah but that's that's great i mean who a young servant girl um in the 17th century in holland um she lies at the center of a marital dispute it doesn't necessarily have her desire but you get the sense of if she's in a marital dispute there's probably you know she's just trying to be a servant girl exactly the opposing force you know the The marital the marital dispute her struggle being in the middle of it while trish trying to do her Mm -hmm. job and the stakes um you know it's a renowned painter so obviously there's like eyes on this oh yeah good point yeah okay here's another one uh lord of the rings a hobbit learns that his magic ring is the key to saving Middle-earth from the Dark Lord. So who? A hobbit. He, his desire is to save Middle-earth. The opposing force is the Dark Lord. His struggle is... Saving Middle-earth? Or, well... I guess it's, like, a, a, like a, some of it is, like, a little bit implied. So it's, like, a small hobbit versus a Dark Lord. That's a good point. Yeah, the implied struggle. And the stakes there and is, the like, stakes, yeah. you know, the fate of the world is on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here is Clan of the Cave Bear. Um, a young human girl in Ice Age Europe struggles to survive in her adoptive clan of Neanderthals. Ah, uh, because I was like, why say human girl? And now, and then it got to the Neanderthals yes. part. And I was like, oh, clever. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So again, um, you know, young human girl is the character. She, her desire is to survive. The opposing force is Ice Age Europe struggles also like like, and being an adoptive like in an adoptive family sort of an outsider yeah yeah um and then the stakes i think the stakes are that it's 
the Ice Age. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good one. And also her survival. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have Outlander. Um, a young nurse searches for the way home after time traveling from 1945 to 1743 Scotland. What? I need to watch this. I didn't know that was the plot of Outlander. Really? I don't know. I just, like, thought it was, like, fighting. No. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. It's all about the time travel. Oh, okay. And it's also a book? Yeah, it's a book. <sighs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm interested. So this is a good blurb. Young nurse. Okay. Her, her desire is getting home. The opposing force is not knowing how to get home. I guess in time, time, tra- time travel. Yeah, like time something happens. I'm yeah. sure. And then her struggle, I think, is like being in 1743 Scotland. Would be a struggle for anyone, I think. Probably, especially people Even, in 1743 yeah. Scotland. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the stakes are that, you know, uh, she might not ever get back to her home. Exactly. Wow, that's that might be the strongest one for me so far. Yeah, the easiest one to, eat, like, identify the different pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then here's the last one, Ender's Game. A young boy is brutally trained in battle school to be the general who will save humanity from alien invaders. Yep. So, again, character, a young boy, his desire, save humanity, opposing force, alien invaders. His struggle is that he is brutally trained in battle mm-hmm. school, doesn't get to just, like, have a chill childhood. And the stakes, fate of the world. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think strong too. these are really good examples. Um, and, you know, a lot of these are, like fate of the world type stories but your story does not have to have that high of stakes no. to still feel like the stakes are high yeah and like personally like uh fate of the world's a little too small for me i like to go fate of the universe <laughs> exactly. but you know yeah. yeah um so i thought maybe we could share our blurbs for sure. our stories or something that we've written recently yeah. Um, just to kind of put this into practice, it's, you know, it's easy to look at this from like a very successful popular novel point of view, but like, how have we put this practice into our own writing? Yeah, and I can go first because my, just as I said, my stakes are a little bit bigger than, you know, the world. So um, also, I wrote this without Christina telling me any of the things. So we'll see if actually tracks to the points that she made okay let's Um, do it i have a team of freelance time travelers are puppeteered by a mysterious benefactor who sends them on seemingly random missions to keep the sweater of time from unraveling okay yeah not even just the universe like all of time yeah all of time i and i think that was like a suitable stake so i guess if we go through character there's the team of freelance time travelers so unlike some of these it's not a singular person but it, it is a novel and this is actually my if you've heard me reference, like a found document, a uh, mm-hmm. nonlinear uh, narrative. So there's lots of players. The desire, I guess, like that's the one part I think that I'm missing a, sl- a slight bit. I guess they are, and I guess their desire is to like prevent time from mm-hmm. unraveling. Yeah. Um, the opposing force. This is also interesting because the opposing force could potentially be like the fact that time is unraveling or it could be the benefactor who's puppeteering them. Sure. And then the struggle is that they are being puppeteered and essentially sent in these random missions. Mm -hmm. And I guess the stakes is that time is unraveling. I do feel like I could probably tweak this to be a little stronger. It is kind of fun to look at it like and see, you know, okay, I thought, I thought this was a solid 
approach mm-hmm. um, to my blurb, but there's some things that I'm not actually sure about. What is yeah. the opposing force? What is the struggle? What are the stakes? Yeah. Um, I think it's really helpful. And this is why I find this so useful. Even if that sentence is the only planning that you did for your novel, being able to identify these five pieces helps you make sure that you know what you're trying to say. Yeah. And I feel like I could even shorten it to like a team of freelance time travelers who just want to get paid Yeah, are sent on erratic mission or you know something like like to basically show like they're being misdirected while trying to like essentially while also trying to keep time from unraveling i like that because it makes it so that their desire is like we just want to get paid and then the opposing force is the company that's sending them on these missions to do way more than they signed on for exactly the struggle is you know the like drama and conflict that that brings to their lives and the stakes are like well now the fate of the world is on their shoulders when they didn't And they're just freelancers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was just a tiny bit of word tweaking. But I think it gives you a better sense of what you're trying to say. Really bringing in the desire was a huge aspect of that. Yeah, definitely. And I think you were talking about your your, uh, blurb and you were talking me through trying to find the desire for your character as well. Yeah. And that can be the tough thing to figure out, like what your character wants. That's another interesting activity that I have done sometimes where you figure out what your character wants and then you figure figure out, you know, okay, what happens if they don't get that? And then how do you raise the stakes even higher? So it's like, you know, if they just want to get paid, what happens if they don't get paid? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, exactly. Does it mean that like, yeah, what is that stake for them? Like if they just don't get paid, does it mean they quit and then the universe implodes? Because And if it's like, if they don't get paid, oh, they just can't pay their rent. Yeah, that's it's not like, a well, big... how do I raise the stakes? Yeah, how do I think the stakes have to be raised is that they're selfish people. Yeah, right? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at mine because I don't know that mine's all the way there either. Okay. But I have um, a young girl questions her purpose in life after meeting the grandmother who died before she was born through a mysterious time loop on the old family farm. Ooh, so, time, more time loops, time yeah, travel. Yeah, cool. lots of time stuff this year. So so obviously the, the character in mine is a young girl. Her desire is to kind of figure out what her purpose in life is. It's like yeah. a, it's a definite coming of age story. Yes. Like she's going off to college. What does she want to do with her life? I would say the opposing force is maybe the thing that's a little tough to figure out mm. in this one. Um, because I and think... it's like the passage of time. I mean, like, it's sort of man versus time. Yeah. In a way, like, the passage of aging, the passing passage... Of, and then, like, also, I think memory. And maybe it's because I know your novel. Like, yeah. it does give an idea of memory as being an opposing force, too. Yeah, yeah. And then I think, like, this isn't super apparent in the blurb, but I think the struggle is that she thought she wanted one thing, and then she mm-hmm. met... She gets to, like, meet her grandmother back in time and then kind of gets this false idea of what she's supposed to do, but based on like her like misinterpretation of the past. I feel like then you could potentially like rewrite the beginning to be more focused on like that fact. That yeah. It's like that is what causes the struggle and like she has a desire and then has that moment happen and then that causes struggle. Yeah. So I think it's like and then I think the stakes there is that like she might throw away mm-hmm. what she's meant to do by following this like false idea that she gets yeah which is essentially not to like delve too deep into it but like that is like what everyone goes through in terms of like you know bringing generational trauma bringing generational pain with them or expectations and so I think that's like super relatable and so even just I think that's the other thing you said about the sameness right yeah like having those elements of things that everyone can instantly relate to Mm -hmm. makes it so that it's like you 
you fill in the blanks with your mind and imagination because you recognize those things and those themes and your story definitely has that. Yeah, and I like what you said about like tying in the the sameness but different because I feel like you can look at it and be like, okay, well this is a multi-generational story about family and breaking down like, you know, generations of like familial trauma, but with time travel. <laughs> That's true, you could say that. <laughs> you know? Like which actually is like pretty compelling too. Yeah. Like yeah, you could just say like a girl tries to deal with the expectations of generational trauma through it or like while dealing with a chance time travel meeting of her grandmother or something. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. Like, the there's second, so much cool stuff there. The second we stop recording this episode, I'm going to rewrite my blurb. <laughs> I might rewrite my blurb. I want to now go and write blurbs for all my novels. Yeah, it's really useful. And I think it's a great way, like there's a spot on the nano site to write what your novel's about. It's a good it. it's a good exercise to do just to practice. And I hope it was useful yeah. for for our listeners to hear us kind of workshop ours after reading these like really good ones yes. from from like classic novels. Yeah. Um and hopefully it inspires you to want to go write your blurbs. I would actually love if you want to send us yes. your blurb on Twitter or share it. Um, you know, we'll we'll um, yeah. on our Discord figure out what channel is the right one. Maybe in general, even. Yeah. Um, I would love to read everyone's blurbs for their novels this year. Exactly, um, and oh, it'd be maybe interesting too if we had something where people could put a thing whether they wanted people to help them workshop their blurb or not. Yeah. So I, like, you yeah. could just post it because it's fun, or you could ask for feedback. Yeah. Oh, I love cool. it. Cool. Well, this was great. I hope everyone has a much easier time telling their family members what their novel is about, um, friends and family, uh, and hopefully this is helpful to you in the future. Hey, Christina, do you know what time it is? It's end of the episode time. What do we say here again? Uh, We never remember, which is why this year I've scripted it. Oh, no wonder it seems easier this time. Have I mentioned how glad I am that you're a planner? Eh, once or twice. Anyway, how can our listeners reach us, Liz? Well, they can reach out to us on Twitter at HowToWinNano, where our gift game is really strong. Or they can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash HowToWinNano. We've got some neat perks, and we really appreciate the support. Because it keeps the lights on. (laughs) They can also join our Discord server, which is full of absolutely delightful writers who listen to the show. It's got writerly discussion, invaluable writing sprints, and lots of silliness. It's my favorite. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, keep keep writing. writing. See, we do say it together. We do say it together. It might be fun to come up with like a super random idea for something to do in like the nano off season. Yeah, that's like, true. What's the opposite of talking about writing? I don't know. I was talking about zombies. Yeah. Right. Okay. Just re-record all of our episodes, but make them about zombies. And it, it, it'll be like little voiceovers that are like the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> like instead of like NaNoWriMo. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to kill a freaking zombie. zombie.